0: a Death Star. That thing's
1: operational. Dr. Ben, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Cat. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 93 of the usual podcast. Podcasts where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host Marshall, and with me making a weird face as always this is my co-host will what's up buddy what's up how you doing good man i'm um, pretty amped i know i'm well it's coming up on spring break yeah we're almost done for a week uh so <laughs> so we're enjoying frosty beverages we had a couple at dinner what'd you drink
0: uh well at dinner i had a nice blue moon yep so it was good and right now i am uh, cooling it off with a nice ibc cream soda uh so
1: do you know why i like ninkasi brewing company because they're funny with their punnies. Oh, let me just show you what I'm drinking. I am drinking, uh, it's a special release. Uh, and usually I drink, I like, the, I like their Tricera hops. Tri- right? Tricera hops you is see? correct. See what they do there? Yeah. This one is called Veloci Hopter. Look at this. Velocihopter. Hopter. <laughs> see, because it's a raptor, but that's it's right. hops. I think they get it. Uh, but anyway, it's delicious and I love it. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we are on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Thanks to everybody who's tuned in on Twitch. We love you. We um, I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I'm Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, and Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. We did get another uh, five-star review. So thank you Boom. to whoever did that. We've been uh, at the same number for a long time. So if you could take the time to do that. And retweet us and like us and all that stuff when you see us on the social medias. We would really appreciate it. And, um, we have the timestamps in the show notes. If you're not a tour fan, you're not listening to this live. You can kind of skip around a little bit. Uh, we have three sections of the show. We also have pop culture and Star Wars. So here we mm-hmm. are. Uh, so thanks to everyone in the chat room. We kind of said that already, but you guys are awesome. There's some peeps from, uh, Unholy Alliance and Wookiee Mistake Guilds and some other podcast friends who will be highlighting, uh, here pretty quick. So. Um I'm put Will in charge of watching Twitch chat. So if yep. I miss something, uh blame Will. Hashtag blame Will. <laughs> Hashtag FairPoint. point. Uh, indeed. All right, man. So anything else before we get to Star Wars the Old Republic? Any housekeeping stuff? Uh I guess we might as well say. Yeah, as we, as well say we have to take next week off. Um it is my ten year wedding anniversary next week. Yeah, it is. And I planned a trip uh, to take the wife out of town. So I'm doing that and not doing this. Well, as well as your thirty eighth birthday. My 38th birthday is day after next. Uh, after this comes out, it'll be a couple days ago, but it's the Saturday, uh, the 8th. And, uh, hopefully get together, getting together with some friends and watching Ghost in the Shell. Yep. That should be a good time. That's the goal. So it's going to be fun getting older. We don't do the big parties and stuff, but it's nice to see a movie and have some dinner with some friends. Yep. So, that's the goal of that day. We,
0: uh, we definitely have the chill instead yeah. of having no chill. Mm. Is that what the kids are saying? I don't know. Actually. <laughs> I'm confused. Wasn't it you who sent me that video of uh, Mario with no chill? And he shows up uh, to get Princess Peach? was that me? Yeah. It might have been me.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, no, That was a good one. you okay. stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was good. All right. We don't want to. Don't give me Eddin already. All right? all right. All right. So we should do Star Wars The Old Pub. We got a lot of cool stuff this week, dude. Uh, to answer
0: Mox's question, no, I am not house-sitting this week. I do not have to get up at 7 a.m. for chickens.
1: Oh, did I mention that? uh, No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to. (laughs) Uh, Did I mention your chickens will be dead? (laughs) And all the chickens died. Good name for the show. Here we go. Oh, God. (laughs) You want to fight? I'm ready.
0: You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this
1: with you. If you will only me. Okay. We are at Star Wars The Old Republic. Now. We
0: are really quick. I will say to Mox, yes, it is better internet. So I might
1: just park the RV outside oh and just God. steal the internet. Our house sitter. You guys you guys both house that last time. Just come inside and stay or not. I don't care. Yeah, that's true, I guess. We have a whole house. Ooh, showers. I'm just saying, dude. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Anyway, moving on. Star Wars The Old Republic. Uh, we have a lot of awesome people in our community. We do. We actually we were just talking. We went
0: out to dinner as we usually do on a podcast night, and we actually talked about how um incredible it is to have such an active community five and a half years into a game.
1: And you know, I've been part of this community this, this pretty much this whole time. And uh, you know, you see people come, you see people go, but at the same time, uh, for the last few years, we've had kind of the same group of podcasters around, um, and. The community team's been pretty, uh, I guess, uh not, I mean, stagnant's the wrong word, uh, but pretty uh consistent. Stable. Stable. And so it's been kind of nice to have that back and forth. So as we mentioned weeks ago, they started their influencer program, mm-hmm. right? Uh And, you know, we are not 100% in yet, although we've been considered. We are in our trial period. Well, maybe. Well, <laughs> uh, I don't want to get too far into that, but. The bottom line is, hopefully we can participate the next time they do something really cool like this. So what they did is a lot of the influencers got to um, go into the PTS uh-huh. and film, uh, record a bunch of the uh, op stuff for, right. the, for the new op, the Tithe Boss. Yes. Uh, and so I have a link in the show notes to uh, Jesse's blog, uh, Stardust Legacy's blog. And it has a really nice list of just everybody most everybody's videos and stuff we're actually going to go through a couple of them because they're like really cool little promos that are pretty short yeah they are. um so if you are not if you're not listening to this live <laughs> let's let's do it this way if you're not listening to it live and you're listening to this after the fact uh and you have not joined in for trailer time and you're not a patron this is kind of what we do in our patron show. So we watch something yeah. together and we kind of talk about it. Um, so we're going to, we're going to do this really quick. So some of the people that contributed were bad feeling podcasts. Um, uh, JT did some stuff and, uh, Jesse and all kinds of people. So we're going to run through some of them. This first one is from Jesse and it's a little, it's actually pretty fun. I've actually already watched this one. It's pretty oh, cool. fine. What, fine? What? I've, I've seen it.
0: I know. I'm saying you didn't hold out for me. Nope. Never do.
1: That's really cool. Oh, that was pretty cool. A little roll band. that's sick. Um, so before... Excuse me. We get going here. Uh, one of the things... I didn't get an opportunity to do was because usually they were running be, uh, before I could. Right. It was like, I, I had access to the PTS and I could have gotten in on this, some of the stuff, but it was kind of a bummer not being able to just because of timing and stuff. So next time for sure. But um that kind of stuff for me makes me, makes me happy. Yeah. Uh So let's check out. So we also have a couple of contests coming up here in a minute, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh Let's go to the next one here. This one is JT's trailer. Which uh, I just I'm excited about, just because I like trailers. I, yeah, feel, I, like it, I feel like it's slow toward trailer time. I know, right? Which is exciting. The situation on
0: Iokath has changed. As Alliance commander, you have sent your forces to investigate. Upon arrival, ships from the Republic and the Empire have amassed in orbit. Mysteriously, no fighting has broken out. Something or someone on IOCAth is seemingly behind all this. One thing is for certain: the war for Iokath is coming.
1: Oh, nice. Oh, all right, cool, so man. that's
0: JT, who is actually in our chat right now yes. under Carillion Run Radio. Nice voiceover, dude. But I would like to <laughs> say one thing to JT. I am jealous as all get up for your video
1: card. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks good, dude. It that is good. clean. Um, So, Bad Feeling is the last short promo one we have. Uh, There was a couple, some other folks that did some full-on walkthroughs and stuff, which I'll talk about here in a second right. later in this blog post. But a big shout-out, obviously, to all the influencers. You guys are all great people and i'm so glad that this is happening it's pretty cool yes yeah, very um, cool so let's check out what bad feeling did i hear there's an epic uh voiceover from chuck it makes sense because the, the, yeah well, okay well the the, low give
0: you a little thing if you if for those of you who aren't you know in the community um bad feeling is a podcast out of uh, austin texas it's yep. posted by a guy couple of guys named chuck and brian um and they are hilarious and um Chuck actually comes from they, well, they both come from a radio background, and so they, their production value is pretty good. But Chuck has an ultimate radio voice, and so he does. Plus, he's
1: like a metalhead and all this other stuff. Like, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just really cool. Like, he's listening got an to epic beard. Yeah, Oh, the beard. Oh my god. One day I'm gonna meet those guys in real life. One day, and I'm gonna hug them because they look huggable. Did I say that out loud? Uh, yeah. Well, where does that leave us?
0: That leaves you not hitting play
1: yet well I, I'm trying to adjust it
0: there we go from the legendary studio of Bioware coming April 11th in operation two years in the making gods from the machine battle the droid armies and unravel the mysteries of Iocath choose your faction and punish your opponents in a new daily area featuring open world pvp reunite with beloved Companions, a Lord Dorn and Malibai <laughs> Explore this new world and destroy the
1: of God of Rage as the war for Iocath begins. So the chat pointed out because I know there are some like full on. I don't know, 4K. I don't even know what that means, but 4K. Like uh, I guess it's Kidley and who was the other one? Uh, Soltor Central. Um, and their their links are in here as well. Uh, so we'll definitely give them a shout out. So I'm just scrolling through her thing. I think um, the rest of them are pretty long.
0: Yeah, I'll actually say that. Uh, Look th- at that, some of these
1: pictures, though, dude. Yeah,
0: that was pretty good. Except for was it just me or was their background music a little too loud for and
1: it was covering up Chuck's voice a little bit. bit in one part? But we're not gonna hold it against them. They're okay. Uh, so I'm gonna li- have a link to this post in here. Um, but like I said, there are some folks who did some uh much longer um. Operation walkthroughs right. and stuff like that. Uh, and I just don't want to forget anybody. So let me just make sure I got everybody here. So I know. Uh, so Kid Lee, definitely. I'll put a link in the show notes to that. Um, he sent me a message. Doo-doo-doo.
0: And he's he, also in chat.
1: Yes, he is. Uh, so he has a, the tithe cut scene. If we want to show that on air, he said, um, I think we do. I don't know why we wouldn't. I know, right? Let's uh, let's do that. I feel like I'm limping through my life right now. Hold on. It's because you're getting old. No, oh, look, man. Not all young spring chickens. We thought the that'll <laughs> say that looked pretty damn good. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, nice glowing red eyes, Kidley. <laughs> and the other video here, sorry, I'm behind on watching them, but uh let's see what else we got here. What was your other one, Kidley? Hello everyone. My name is Kidley. Li- oh yeah, so I'm not gonna play this whole thing, um, but yeah, I I heard some from some other podcasters tonight, uh, in the last couple of days because people were putting out their content right. a little earlier than us, of course. Um, but this is his walkthrough. Um, and again, I'll put a link in the show notes for this. Uh, and this is his walkthrough for the uh the new op tithe. It's pretty cool. So very cool. That is badass. And what else do we have? I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. Was there something? I really just don't want to forget. So just let me give me one second. Don't rush me. You're rushing me, bro. What am I doing? I'm just messing with you. Um, but yeah, man, I think that is for staring at you judging me. (laughs) I think that's everybody that I was going to say tonight. (laughs) All right, guys. So that is it for that real quick. Uh, I want to give a shout out to, uh, passionately casual podcast, their latest episode. If I remember to put all these links in the show notes, because I just finished listening to this, um, I'm going to play their promo for their contest here in a second. And I need to hype bad feeling podcasts, uh, uh, contest as well. But they interviewed, uh, Passionately Casual interviewed Mark Thompson. Oh, nice. And it is a really good interview. I'm super jealous. He is like, he's one of your idols. Um, well, if you could do a Han Solo like that, you would be, you'd be my idol too. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Uh, but the interview is really great. Um, and that the whole episode was great. So definitely check that out. If you're into any of the Star Wars audiobooks, um, you can also get them for free by going to <laughs> the usual pe- trial slash usual podcast. Boom, we got it. Um, and then check out any of them, anything by Mark Thompson. Let him, let him listen. He's do, He's narrating the new Thrawn novel, which comes out on the 11th, which I'm super stoked about. I already pre-ordered. I can't wait to download that. I'll be listening to that probably on my return trip, which mm-hmm. I can't wait for.
0: Yeah. I'm Actually, this week, I'm going to be uh, reading slash listening, whatever I want uh, to do, uh, to my favorite author, Steve Berry's new book, which just came out on Tuesday.
1: Indeed. So, Passionately Casual podcast, uh, Wotor Escape podcast had a good episode. As well, and what was the other one? And and Run also had a new episode this week. So definitely check out all our SlowTour peeps. We're spending a little extra time here. We don't have a ton of SlowTour news, mostly because the dev stream that was supposed to go today is going to go tomorrow. Ah. So by the time you listen to this, it would have happened a couple days ago, and we'll cover it uh, eventually, because we're not going to record again
0: for a while. Tomorrow by 2 o'clock, I'll be hip deep in track weather.
1: Hip deep.
0: It's going to be rainy, oh, dude. It's, it's
1: been nasty today. But anyway hopefully we don't lose power that's that that's would the suck. thing uh so the reason that's the reason i'm spending more time in the community section right. mostly because we don't have a lot of news we'll be out of slow here in a minute but i just wanted to give some love to some people who work really hard on those videos and um, really make a point of helping everybody else out which i really like about our community absolutely so, all right so what'd you do in game this week my friend
0: honestly i did not get a chance to sign in at all it's been a really busy week uh, Tell
1: me about it. I even missed WOG somehow. Now, let me tell you how I missed WOG. Okay? How did you miss WOG? I didn't, technically. Sure you didn't. So here's what happened. I, I, I signed myself in as a maybe on the site. Right. Because my wife was out of town. Right. She was doing the Spartan Race last weekend, and I wasn't sure I was going to get the kids down in time, blah, blah, blah. So all, after all that was said and done, I got them down in time and was ready to go but they had enough people and i felt bad did you Pick- get booted i no, i i elected to back off ah. because i felt bad like but the bummer part is jesse was there and she was looking forward to running with yeah. us and neither of us were there yeah um but the run went well they tried scum and villainy i believe scum and villainy um they got through a couple uh bosses and they had a. I didn't get a follow-up for what the cleanup night was um, but I think the next night they tried a few more bosses, but cool. You know, there's so many bosses in that one anyway. So, um, but yeah, like I said, next week, I'm sorry, tomorrow, I will definitely be, uh, in Wogland. There Very cool. Uh, what do we want to put there? Uh, I will not be in
0: Wogland because I'll still be at the track meet. <laughs> it's called Twilight for a reason. It is at night. Uh, all right. Well, while we're, while Marshall's deciding what to put in our screenshot area, I will tell you that, uh, um,
1: how about that bad boy?
0: I, that's pretty cool. I will actually just say that I'm going to, uh, if you remember the lore podcast that I listened to. Oh, we forgot the contest. Uh, I have, uh, actually only three more episodes left of what that lore podcast. Oh, nice.
1: Good. You're, then you'll be current, dude. I've been binging it. Okay. Before we forget and get out of our, uh, um, our community section here, we have passionate casuals promo contest. And before I play that, bad feeling is doing another uh, yes. contest and. It's for two hundred million credits.
0: That's a lot of credits.
1: So, do you want to know how you can win that much credit? That many uh, credits?
0: Well, I would like to know how how one could win because I won't be winning it. Why not? Uh, I never win. Don't contests. put
1: yourself down, dude. You could do it.
0: No, I don't win contests. I <laughs> am the
1: RNG R- R- King, though. You, you're the winner on that, and we'll talk more about that later. Uh, Bad Feeling Podcast is doing uh two hundred million dollars, two hundred million dollars, two million mm-hmm. credits, two hundred million credits. You need to send a screenshot of the boss kill. Uh, of the new operation type okay and you have to send that in to brian at badfeelingpodcast.com and be randomly sen- selected entry will win 200 million uh in game credits and story mode counts as one entry hard mode counts as two you can enter as many times as you want Uh, you send a screenshot I think you can enter as many times as you want and the contest will open April 11th and close April 25th yeah it says you can submit as many entries as you want all servers are eligible so boom
0: um yeah that's really cool i don't think i've ever had a total of 200 million credits in my entire gameplay i had almost 100 million recently uh i don't think i think the most i've ever had is like 12 indeed oh and i only did that because i had to get the the wealthy uh 10 million credits uh the wealthy uh
1: uh, achievement so wog uh is going to be running oh my god i'm not going to be there Oh, that's gonna suck. Uh but WAG is running the first week it comes out on I guess Friday then uh, what is that? The fourteenth. Um Friday the fourteenth. Fourteenth, yeah. Uh running tithe. Uh so that's your first opportunity. Oh, I can want do that be because washed. you're
0: out of town and I am mm-hmm. off, so I yeah. can come over here that's and great. use your Wi Fi. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and do that. Uh, that is a hesitant maybe there, JT. It's a strong maybe.
1: It is a, you know, it's, not even, it's a strong maybe <laughs> alright let's play this last promo and, uh, and get to the, uh, some quick news and then we'll get out of here awesome hey Star Wars fans passionately casual podcast excited to announce contest in conjunction with our recent interview with audiobook narrator Mark Thompson
0: to enter our fly casual contest all you need to do is record our closing tagline
1: keep on playing and I don't know fly casual in your favorite voice, Star Wars or otherwise. Email your entry to passionately.casual at gmail.com no later than April 16th. One entry will be chosen at random to win the grand prize, a CD copy of the new audiobook Thrawn by Timothy Zahn, voiced and signed by Mark Thompson. Second Mm. place wins a digital copy of Rogue One from Disney Anywhere, plus three runners-up will each receive codes for 450 cartel coins. Full details at passionatelycasual.com. All about community today. Guess what? I'm, I already
0: know what voice I'm going to do. I am really jealous that they got Mark Thompson to say their tagline.
1: You should listen to the interview. It's even better. Is it? Yeah. Every once in a while, he'll slip into some voice. It's sick. Uh, but I think I'm gonna. I, I might. I might send him in. I think I'm gonna send one in. Are you? The only voice I can do. Which is? Well, if you knew me, you would know. I don't want to spoil it on the air because you know I don't want to mess. I don't want to. You know. Misa, no. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> it's a ladies' man, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ladies man. I'll do it. You'll get an entry from me, kids. I'd like some cavassier. No, I'm not doing it now. Okay. All right. So let's get to the dev tracker stuff real quick. So there was uh, a couple things. Choosing a faction on IOCath. Now, as you know, you're looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm waiting for you to say something. Okay, As so. you know, you can switch factions on, on the planet, right? It's story specific. So with a character at some point, you're going to have to choose which faction you fight for. And again, right. you can choose the opposite faction if you wish. Yeah. So, uh, this was, we talked about this the other day. So this is from Eric. He says, as we mentioned in our PvP post last week, um, uh, on, and on our original 5.2 live stream, when you arrive on Iocath, you'll be able to choose a faction you want to side with, uh, for the war on Iocath. We know there'll be many questions, so here's the first thing. The faction you choose has no effect at all outside of Iocath. It also impacts story choices on Iocath's storyline and future stories and some gameplay impacts on Iocath. Yeah. First and foremost. Okay? Then it says... They want to, then they start talking about specifics on mechanics. Okay. So the main thing it says, it says the faction choice you make during the storyline does have story consequences, so choose carefully. This is a choice that will uh, be remembered in future storylines, okay? And it says, after the story, your current faction will determine what base and daily missions you can access, okay? Okay. So let's, you only have access to one or the other. Right. Okay. Completing of daily mission will award you reputation for your chosen faction rep on Iocath. And killing enemies can drop reputation consumables for your chosen faction. And in open-world PvP, players, allies, and enemies are determined by their currently selected faction. Okay. So, there's a couple things with this that I want to talk about in a minute. If you do anything off Iocath, such as war zones, operations, etc., your class faction will determine things as normal. Okay? Gotcha. The one thing I didn't say is this. You'll be able to choose which faction you want to side with initially during your character storyline on Iocath. But once you've completed the storyline and have access to the daily area, there's a terminal you can activate to switch sides once per day. Oh, okay. Using this terminal does not override your story choices, but it does allow you to join your friends and play the opposite sides uh, daily missions if you so choose. Okay, cool. So you're not stuck. Right. Is basically what they're saying. But the
0: storyline doesn't change
1: exactly so if you
0: actually want to see all the different storylines you're going to have to go through as both get a new tune right republic 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 empire empire republic empire
1: exactly um and there was a couple questions about the operation uh about tithe's operation he says uh eric says tithe and the rest of the operation are just part of normal play so the standard faction dicks take dick takes your group wow so well i had this little slip and i was trying to go past it but you brought attention to it so here we are <laughs> um so basically if you're an imperial you'll be paired up with imperials okay I because gotcha. it's a standard standard operation Oh, of course it's not going to be a mixture of of which would be really cool if oh, like yeah. there was a bunch of people queued up for that operation for example and there were pubs you know that were i guess choosing to be ems and vice versa well, you I know can you imagine like them.
0: can you imagine like a uh a sorcerer and a counselor going together and yeah. you have force lightning and, and rocks getting thrown oh, at you. Some
1: rocks some lightning. Uh, oh, be sick. Anyway, little rocks, little lightning. Uh, so the major question that a lot of people had really was, how are we going to talk to each other? Because when you're on, obviously factions can't talk to each yeah, other. Yeah, You can't talk cross faction and general chat. And how does all that stuff work? So Eric says, There's a list of questions. The questions are, how will this impact group players if they choose opposite factions upon arriving at IoCath? So he says, if you choose opposite factions while grouped, it will allow you to make the choice and then remove you from the group. Does that make sense? No, say it again. I'm sorry. Okay, well, uh, one more time. How will this impact grouped players if they choose the opposite factions upon arriving at IoCath? So if you're in a group and you get to IoCath in that group, and they choose opposite factions. Oh, you'll be kicked from the group. It says if you choose opposite factions while grouped, it will allow you to make the choice and then remove you from the group. Gotcha. So, makes sense. That yeah, makes sense. How will this impact guildship summons? Uh, Guildship summons are based on your class faction, so that's going to act normal. And how will this impact chat channels? This is the big one. So, chat channels are dictated by your normal class faction. You can, however, group with and chat with players based on your chosen faction.
0: Okay, so you you in your group chat, you still have the same people in your group chat.
1: So, so again, if you are a mixture, you right. can talk to each other. They're right? Not, they're not saying you can't talk to each no,
0: other. No, it's basically saying that the group chat overrides the, the
1: class uh, uh faction chat. And the faction choice once grouped up. Right. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Um, so you say it won't have impact beyond Iocath, but will it impact future story content? So they did have a little thing in there that it said.
0: Well, they say it will remember.
1: Yeah, so I think that he kind of addresses it, but kind of not. He says, the future impact is story impact based on your story choices, not gameplay. So, it's not like if you've been on the Imperial side doing a bunch of Imperial stuff in your Republic, but if you chose the other one, it's not going to mess with you when you get to the next part of the story.
0: Yeah, well, I think it'll probably just be that, you know, Theron Shan might
1: like, look at you a little bit more suspiciously. If that guy looks at me sideways again, I swear to God, I don't even know what I'm going to do about that guy. Then there's a goal, a really good question about uh, both faction dailies. So, people are already trying to think, how can I do both sets of dailies in one day? Because you can switch once per day, right? right? And uh, he says, it's a good question, but currently the way it works is that you once you have completed a mission, you're no longer able to switch for that day. Right. So, that locks you out for 24 hours. Which, okay. Which makes sense. I mean... Otherwise people are gonna cheat the system and be like, Oh yeah. I've done all the dailies. I wonder how many dailies are gonna be. It's gonna be a lot, I wonder. Anyway.
0: Well, I guess you could if you chose to do like one I mean it wouldn't be two in one day, but if you did one right before the, the changeover and then you switch.
1: Well what they're saying is if you if you choose to be Imperial and you do an Imperial quest, then you're locked into that one for the day. But then right, twenty four hours. Is you it a switch. calendar
0: day or is it a twenty four hour countdown?
1: Um however they do it in game now. Okay. Which I don't pay that much attention to because yeah, <laughs> I don't log in that much, to be honest with you. Anyway, so what else do we got, man? Is that it? Uh, yeah, that's it. Are you excited? I'm excited. After seeing the Thai stuff, stuff in the community. Yeah, no, it looks
0: really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I, I really would like to
1: join up with Vlog next week to yeah. try it. So yeah, we're coming up quick. I'm hoping. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, have fun without me. Oh, well, we usually have more fun without you. You're lucky I'm gonna let you get that little dig in there before I switch to this other bumper, my friend. Lucky I like you. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. I just want to change my, uh, change the screen and put something else there. Yeah,
0: no, quick. totally fine. Um, is it we're like, onto our Star Wars section. You giving me permission? I am. That's great. Um, yeah, I'm onto our Star Wars section. We have a few different, uh, topics to talk about here. A couple dealing with, uh, Rogue One and one having to do with Alan Tudyk. And of course we've got to talk about some celebration news because that's coming up fairly quickly. Um...
1: But while Marshall's doing this, uh, why oh, don't you... Oh, I got it. I got it. We're good. Don't worry. I just wanted to put some of the stuff we're going to I just want to put something up there. Well, that's, that looks cool, doesn't it? It does. Isn't that neat?
0: Yep. you excited? We should get sponsored by Funko.
1: <sighs> oh, Funko. Dear Funko. <laughs> Stop ignoring my emails. I just know a couple
0: people that work there. I could try to get a hold of them.
1: Oh, well, do that, because I'm not sending them any emails. Alright, so there's a couple biggest, there's a couple biggest. There's a couple things here. Rogue One director Gareth Edwards reveals his biggest regret. And this isn't really what you think. Um, and some of these comicbook.com things are very misleading. And, and by the way, guys, if you hear any background stuff, let us know those of you in the chat because sometimes little ads run and I can't catch them
0: all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, comicbook.com is all about the clickbait.
1: Indeed. Um, so. One of the things that uh and I read this article, let me figure out what he was saying. Okay. So he told uh he was talking to the telegraph and Edwards revealed that he had a tough time processing Carrie Fisher's death, which happened a couple weeks after Rogue One's premiere, right? Right. Uh so he said, I have really I have not really sat and watched the film since the opening weekend when Carrie was still with us. I just feel the whole thing was, to be honest, a big love letter to Carrie. Uh, what we're doing with the entire movie is all building to that one moment of the Death Star. Uh Death Star plans being handed to Princess Leia, where we hand the baton to her and go off to make that film that inspired us all as kids, which I, I love this part. Right. So it couldn't have ended better from that point of view. It's just sad. I was always thinking that I would get to meet her and talk to her at some point about it and I never really met her properly. I walked past her once on the set of episode seven. Um. I was meeting some of the crew and she walked past me and I had a little fanboy (laughs) freak out. And he says, when it came to our film, it went so late. And with that shot, trying to get it right, that Kathy took it down personally uh, on a laptop and showed her. And initially Carrie apparently didn't realize it was CGI and wondered if the footage, uh, which we had taken from somewhere else. um, And we were sure, you know, and it says, uh, which was really reassuring for us. I thought one day either at the premiere or one of these conventions, I get a chance to talk to her. It's really sad. That's not going to happen. So yeah, that's unfortunate. And the reason I, I put this in here was just, it was a really nice way of saying like how much she meant to him, even though he had never met her. Oh, absolutely. Um, And how much having that scene of, and literally I didn't really think about it that way, but Rogue One is that hand the baton to what we now have. Yeah. It's
0: all building up to that
1: and started the Star Wars fandom. So I thought that was really cool. Um, So, I don't know what NAB is. Um, I, I have to look up the acronym, but Rogue One, the visual effects are to be featured at the NAB show. Um, and it's like, uh, let me find an acronym. National Association of Nation, National Association of Broadcasters. Um, and it takes place in Vegas, April 22nd, uh, through the 27th. And apparently they're going to do this whole thing featuring a bunch of the special effects and stuff they did, uh, from ILM and all that with uh, Rogue One, which I think is pretty cool. Very cool, yeah. So there's that. What else do we have? Oh, this isn't really a secret history. It's very misleading uh, deal. I, I'm not going to go into this, but Al- Hal Hickle and Alan Tudyk reveal K2SO's secret history. So there's a nice little back and forth about how they kind of came up with the background. There was some things of like, should we take the imperial symbol off of him? Um, right. Should he be beat up? Should he look clean? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And I thought it was just kind of a nice little uh behind the scenes kind of thing. So that's all I really want to say about it. But I put the link in the show notes for people that are really into that kind of stuff. Cool. Um but again, it, it's one of those things when you don't have a lot of Star Wars news, you 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 grab for stuff, right? right? But this is the bulk of what I want to talk to you about. Cuz yeah. so I think you're going to have an opinion. I will. Will you though because if you don't then this whole thing is for nothing.
0: Well, I've got an opinion.
1: Okay, cool. Uh so Hayden Christensen is going to be at Star Wars Celebration for the first time in 15 years. That's big. It is big. And of course it leads people to speculate <laughs> that are they planning a Darth Vader movie with Hayden Christensen.
0: Oh my gosh, Star Wars fans speculate on something.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to pull something from this and I want I so before I get to what I'm going to read, what do you think? Are they is it just he just decided finally now it's time or is there something else going on here? What do you think?
0: Uh, it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, it's probably Hayden saying okay well now that there's so much Love and there's not such an immediacy To the backlash of his acting um, That it's safe for him To come back it's been long enough Yeah well I'm 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 almost positive, even if you know the The guy who played Jar Jar I'm drawing a blank on his name Were to come back I'm sure it would be fine I'm my best uh, Thank you I'm my best God I'm killing it uh, <laughs> But um, from Lucasville's point of view They're probably trotting him Out there to. I mean I'm sure they've, they've Invited him every year mm-hmm. Um, but they're probably trying them out there to um, kind of gauge the reaction.
1: So well, I'm going to... What's interesting is this. this. This article does a couple things. It says, the timing has us wondering, is, is Christian simply returning to Star Wars Celebration Orlando due to the anniversary occasion? Or does the actor have a project with Lucasfilm lined up? And, of course, could there be a Star Wars uh, Darth Vader movie? Yeah, well, we talked about a possible Star Wars Darth Vader movie last week. And it goes on to say, especially now the blockbuster geek films and more adult tones and ratings are are proven product block. Uh <laughs> This is basically trying to basically lead us to a rated R Darth Vader movie. Okay, that's not happening. Of course, it's not happening. Which no, I think
0: this, Lucasfilm was not going to allow our rated movie. But I think it's funny. Oh no, I would love the concept.
1: But so it's not happening. I'm 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 still really. And by the way, Star Wars Celebration is next week, um, next weekend, right? And I'm really excited to see what comes out of that. Oh, absolutely. Because we're going to get a ton of stuff. And since we're taking next week off, we're going to have all that stuff for you when we come back. But if there's a Vader movie coming. uh,
0: I think you would have to get Hayden Christensen. Back well, that's
1: or. what this is basically saying. If yeah, you do a Vader movie couldn't. and you don't do Christensen, it doesn't make any sense.
0: No, you would have to do Christensen, especially. I mean, if you're supposed to do, if you're going to do a Vader movie that's fairly recently, that takes place fairly recent to the ending of Episode Three, right? Um, then he would just obviously be playing like the David Prowse scenes, right? Uh, you know, if they were ever to take a, uh, you know, the helmet off and everything, but you would still have to get same or uh, James Earl Jones to do the voice,
1: right? And that's when if he's in the suit, that's the. That's right. the bottom line there, right?
0: Yeah, but there, but, and that's the cool thing is that it's a way to it not always be Hayden Christensen. Right. But he would still be able to act the body acting. Of course, the body language is just as important.
1: But I think, I, I think if they're going to do a Vader movie, there's going to be, uh, maybe not flashbacks, but there has to be some sort of moments where he takes the helmet off and you see his face. Oh, and of he's course. He's got to do some acting. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway.
0: And also kind of in touch with this, I have never been as much of a Hayden Christensen hater as a lot of other people. Yeah. I actually think he's much more underrated in his acting, especially if you watch a movie called Shattered Glass. Yeah. Which was a, 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 a movie that was about a real life story about a writer named Stephen Glass who fabricated articles. Okay. Um, he was really good in that. Um, I actually didn't hate, uh, Jumper as much as a lot of other people did. Oh, yeah. I, I like that. that. But, um, the uh, what I also love is there's this great me or great video where it shows his, the way that he acts as Anakin, and it shows how Mark Hamill acted as Luke in Episode Four, right? And it's like, oh my God, those were choices he made. Yeah,
1: it's it's yeah. So because Luke was just as whiny, it, he was. And the only I think one of the only scenes, honestly, that I had a really hard time with and sand it gets everywhere. It's the it's that damn love scene in episode two it like, makes no sense it was just so bad but other than that like i well, didn't have uh, yeah, i didn't have as much of a problem No, because i will say that he and natalie portman had zero chemistry yeah but episode three i loved episode three like i think oh, yeah i mean obviously there are moments where it's like wow he kind of went he really went there but overall I'm, I, I don't yeah i think that. the only
0: thing i didn't like about his acting in episode three was when uh uh Kenobi
1: says, I have the higher ground. Oh, God, Is yeah.
0: You underestimate my power. <laughs>
1: Sorry. So you like the I hate you part? That was good? Oh, God. That was <laughs> okay, I guess we're remembering more things now that we've talked about it. Moving on. I don't know. I'd really like to see a Vader movie. I wouldn't hate if Christensen was in it. No, I wouldn't so, either. So here we are. Uh, send your hate mail to at Will Griggs on Twitter. At I am Will I am Will Griggs, uh, am Will Griggs get on it right. Twitter. right. I want the uh, bad. Li- I yeah. want the. Uh, the- right. well, yeah. Don't send it to me because I'm not going to listen. I, actually, I will. Yeah, you will. <laughs> but Celebration is next weekend, man. It I'm, is. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see what news comes out of that. So we have some exclusives and stuff. I've already got a picture up in chat for those of us watching live. Um, There's some really cool stuff coming out of it. Yes. So. Very cool. All right. So you have some comic stuff.
0: Yeah. Marvel announced today. Um, You know, a lot of people forget that before Dark Horse had uh, the Marvel co- or the Star Wars comics for a long time, uh, Marvel had them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also kind of bought that catalog along with it, and they're rebranding it as Marvel. And one of the things they're doing is they're doing a 30th anniversary of Star Wars comics, right? Oh, nice! And um, so they're going to be doing that, but they're doing it a in a Star Wars slipcase. So you're basically just going to be getting a slipcase that has hard covers of uh, all the uh, graphic novel versions of the of the films. It looks pretty cool. Uh, yeah, if I'd you like check out. If you check out my Pinterest, in the next couple of days, uh, the pictures of it will be posted.
1: Sweet. You know what I'm excited about? So, Timothy's on. Yes, um, Timothy's on is awesome. And Timothy's on, like we said earlier, April 11th, uh, the next the next Thrawn novel comes out. Yep. That is Tuesday. And again, so, when Disney purchased Lucasfilm, it says, um, this comes along the same things we've been talking about. Uh, what they're pulling from the EU. Right. And making canon. right? Yes. Um, so... Basically, Timothy Zahn says he has more Thrawn stories to tell. So I imagine if this novel does well, I imagine he's already working on the next one anyway. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but, but he I...
0: likes, he likes trilogies as much as the next person.
1: Exactly. It says, uh, so then they asked him to write a new book and now the novel is set to be released. Zahn has turned his eye toward the future. Um, it says, uh, Zahn has already written a Thrawn trilogy and a Thrawn. Duology, So why not write a quadrilogy this time? I don't even know if that's a thing. Um, so an excerpt from the forthcoming Thrawn novel indicates the character has met Anakin Skywalker once before. And the story is one of the sequels he's pitching now. So I'm hoping I personally, I like Timothy Zahn's writing and yes, I love he's very good. And, and I really like uh, um, Mark Thompson narrating the audiobook. So I'm hoping they do decide to go forward with it. Cool. And, and, you know, if, if, if they ask Zahn to write some more books, he's like, oh. That character? Sure. Why not? Sure. Why not? Yeah.
0: Tell me about what Benicio Del Toro will be doing. And so...
1: Okay. So, I have some Benicio Del Toro news later when it comes to Guardians. Yes. Because he's not in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which we'll talk about later. But, that said, he does have a role, which I totally forgot about, in The Last Jedi.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's he's one of the two big heavyweights we're bringing on along with Laura Dern.
1: Right. Uh, And so... This says he did a, okay, so when The Last Jedi comes out this year, okay, so he says he's either named DJ or his code name is used by the production. He wears all black, he has a trench coat on with a Han Solo-style belt at his waist uh, to hold his blaster, um, and his hair is short. He also has a strange cap that doesn't have a bill to it. He looks slim and dirty, but the billless cap makes him look sort of like a throwback to a different era. He belongs in the criminal underworld by the looks of him. The man in the black style, the black style character we've heard about is certainly there, but his style evokes a few things in the design. Interesting. Um <laughs> the editor also goes on to say his ship is real fancy. <laughs> <laughs> the cockpit is a very nice singular red seat for him to pilot from, etc. I don't want to get too many, too too much into this, but uh I'm intrigued to see Benicio del Toro in the Star Wars universe. Looking badass, flying a sleek ship. Fancy. Is he like, uh, is he going to be a bounty hunter of some sort or is he going to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious.
0: Well, the kind of way he's dressed, I would either think a, uh, not necessarily a bounty hunter, but a smuggler or a, um, I don't want to say mercenary. Yeah. But definitely. Uh, bounty hunter? No. Because I don't <laughs> think he has, I don't, I don't think it's, you know, the, you know, um, The skip jumper sort of vibe to a bounty hunter, but definitely a gun for hire. Mm -hmm. Like, he's one of those people, like, if you need something moved from here to there, he'll get it done. If you need somebody found, he'll find them. Bounty hunter? That's not a bounty (laughs) hunter. I'm just kidding, dude. I'm going to put a boot (laughs) in your butt.
1: I'm joking. Okay, so I'm i excited to see Benicio Del Toro in Last Jedi. I'm excited to see Woody Harrelson in the Han Solo movie. It's kind of cool to see these, like you said, these uh, heavyweight actors. Um, right in these movies and see what they can do so uh i just really like del toro he's a good actor oh he's a great actor alan tudyk uh this is my question did you finish rebels yet i did oh let's talk about it yay it is so good yeah we we finished rebels and slight spoilers if you haven't finished uh this rebel season but we were a couple weeks behind anyway now that uh now that we were both caught up so it ends obviously with the face-off between maul and uh Obi-Wan?
0: No. That yeah. was
1: episode 19. What was it
0: after that? Uh, the battle with Thrawn with the Bendu. And-
1: oh, yeah, with the Bendu and stuff. That was badass. Okay. So good. So what I really want to highlight the, I want to talk about the confrontation between Maul and, and Obi-Wan.
0: Exactly. Cause I actually also think this, this helps tie up some loose ends
1: in the main trilogy. I think it does. And there was a lot of, uh, flack, I think, when Maul came back. There was a lot of people who weren't stoked with him coming back after episode one, came back in the Clone Wars. Here he is in Rebels. I love his role in Rebels. Oh, he's great. Absolutely in Rebels. love his role in Rebels,
0: especially in the scene where, um, okay. Again, spoilers and saying when, when they all know, yeah, when Obi-Wan sends Ezra away and Maul looks at him and says, I'll see you soon, apprentice. Yeah.
1: Oh. When, whenever he's calling him apprentice, whenever he, because is, it just
0: reminds you that Ezra did kneel before him at one did. point.
1: And so. There's, so I want to talk about that. Uh, was it Twin Sons? Yes. Yeah. The Twin Sons episode. Just in case people haven't finished the last episode, let's just, I just want to kind of focus on that and, um, and we'll go forward. But the main thing for me that was the last fight, but also the, uh, the pull of, and the madness of, of Maul. Like he, he was really like, he started in a place. He was trying, he was trying to get Ezra to help him. All of this stuff happens but then when it comes down to it he's kind of a mess
0: oh yes (laughs) and actually this is a great point to make because uh, very much unlike how the palpatine is so far thinking ahead Mm -hmm. maul is definitely in the moment he's definitely chaotic evil indeed right he doesn't look at his things and so and it just it comes down to that fight when even before it happened um obi-wan says this this isn't the way it should happen but this is how it is happening and he just was able to so calmly and rationally because he was he was able to look so far ahead in the force and know what's going on
1: and now i think the main flack for the episode i think is people are upset about how the ezra stuff like um i don't know what did you think about ezra essentially when they need him the most taking off and going and pursuing maul anyway well this is also remembering obi-wan
0: no but this is also still remembering that he's still a padawan Hmm. Okay. And I think this was a, because this is kind of like one of Ezra's motifs, right? Hmm. This is what he does. Yeah. Right. And I think um what this episode did was kind of put a stake through the heart of that. And now he For knows because sure. when he came back, he said, This is my family. Let's go protect my home. Right.
1: And to me, it was reminiscent of uh when Luke is training on Dagobah with Yoda. Yes. Right. And he has that vision, his friends are hurt. Yep. and Yoda's like don't go it's not you know just don't don't go right and he's like so I'm going anyway and he and he goes and he pursues it he kind of makes it worse he loses his hand yep it, it's a disaster
0: yeah but if you remember up to that in episode four most of episode five he's always that brash person to go like you know he left with obi-wan he
1: oh, someone the, just said that in chat actually the Yoda thing anyway continue.
0: yeah he you know, he kept making those rash decisions to go where his heart led him and not right. his mind. Right. But after that point, it was much more uh, uh, sto— not stoic, but a lot more forethought was put into it.
1: Right. And so a couple other things I want to talk about with this episode, because I don't want to spend all day talking about Rebels. But when, when he does find Obi-Wan yes uh i love that scene and whoever they got to do the voice uh nailed out the name the name's out of my head but i i i i I know who it is it's just i can't think of it okay
0: and really quick i do want to put in an answer to jt's question that um i have not seen the season four trailer teaser yet because i did not want to watch anything prior to not having watched the rest of it
1: right so he he meets he he finds obi-wan okay there's this moment of you know he. You know Obi Wan's basically sitting there saying, "You know he knows he's coming." Yeah, he's like, he, "Hello, Ezra Bridger." Yeah, he knows Maul's coming. He knows what's gonna happen. But there was there was so much. There was a lot of closure in this episode. Yes, when it came to the original confrontation, when obviously Obi Wan's a Padawan and faces Maul. Yes, and where then he was the brash one, and then, yeah, and then now he's looking at this disheveled, uh, insane. Yeah, he version because the, the whole
0: movie, the whole episode he's talking to himself.
1: Right. Version of what Maul is. And the fight scene, I'm glad, was exactly what it was.
0: Yeah, it couldn't have been drawn
1: out. My kids, and I and I and I think this is the perfect way to kind of nutshell this whole thing, is my kids saw it coming. And they were nervous. They Maul makes them nervous anyway. Right. They hate every scene he's in. Um and so they're covering their eyes and they're like, tell me when it's over. And I'm like, it's over. Literally like two seconds later. Yeah. And we re-rounded a couple of times and, and they're like, wait, that's it? And I was like, but yes, that's it. And, and that's all there really needed to be. Uh, it was, it was Maul rushing in half insane and the measured uh, uh, Obi-Wan who was there to do what his, he, you know, protect Luke, right? That's his one and only job. The
0: closing scene of the episode was fantastic.
1: It's really cool when you see the baby Luke, yes, <laughs> running. Yeah, I, I, I thought that episode was brilliant. Uh, I really, really love that episode. Yeah, the one and the thing season I, was great. Yeah, overall. the one
0: thing I really liked about the episode is what it brought in and how it connected to episode four. Is that prior to this, as far as we
1: know, I agree with chat. By the way, continue. Sorry. Uh,
0: yeah, as far as we know, the only people that knew that Obi Wan was on Tatooine was uh bail organa mm-hmm. who you would assume told leia right right well maybe not even at this point but after this point it kind of forces his hand um and you're you've got to assume mon mothman and Dodonna right right that'd be about it for sure right maybe akbar but that's about it well but what command, happens right? yeah. is yeah the command but what uh what happens is now ezra outs it and that kind of forces bail's hand so you know bail tells leia and that's where we get into Episode 4, where it's like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Master Kenobi, you're... Yeah.
1: You're only hope. I
0: know you're there, bro. Help us out. Right. Right. Be- because, I mean, if Order 66 had happened, how did anybody know, especially if Bale died on Alderaan, you know, and he didn- hadn't told anybody. Exactly. There was never a clarification on how, all of a sudden, people knew.
1: Right. So, I think it was a... um. Without talking about the last episode, I think the end of Season 3 was great. Can't wait for Season 4. Uh, do you think that is going to be the last season, you think they're going to try to go to five? I know um, we've ta- I've asked you this before, yeah, no, but now I think that you've it, seen the end of well, four. Um,
0: so, I think it really depends on the placement of these Star Wars stories true. in relation to it. And uh, JT asks a great question about the chosen one controversy, but that's one of the things that Maul asks him. I think Maul never understood that Anakin was the chosen one. And, they, and uh, I think uh, Kenobi was just trying to give him some... um. See, I some closure before he died.
1: I don't know, man. I think because of, I, I don't know, I, I think because of uh, uh, Obi-Wan's kind of view on the world, like, he's asking if Luke's the Chosen One, of course he's going to say yes, because that's why he's there. That's why he's protecting him, right?
0: Well, no, because he's protecting him because he's a new hope. They actually said, and sorry, said new, a new hope. Sorry, new hope. Right, but the right. Chosen One, because the pro- it references the prophecy, obviously. And the prophecy was always to bring balance to the
1: Force. But does Maul know the prophecy?
0: I don't know. Right. Right? That's why I've always agreed with qui Gon's, uh, even though he thought it was poor. I mean, the way that he thought about it was poor. I think Anakin was the Chosen One because Qui-Gon said he was the Chosen One because he was going to wipe out the Sith. Right. right. But that would not bring balance to the Force, because for a thousand generations, Jedi had control with very few Sith. True, but Anakin coming in brought balance to the Force because it brought the dark side up to be balanced with the light. All right, I
1: can see that. I don't know, man. I think I don't know. I think spending that much time on that planet, Obi Wan kind of had some his views kind of got. shifted oh, Of course, his a little really
0: shifted. I mean, he didn't go insane like. Like no, all did, but
1: but you know that many years in the in in the sand watching a kid grow up is is gonna start really kind of shifting your your mindset on how things are working. You're gonna so, start
0: messing around with some sand
1: people. Well, and then it. there's sand people, and then that happens. And that's so, where
0: Leia comes, or for where Ray comes from.
1: And, <laughs> okay, let's not get carried away. All right, so real quick, um, Freemaker Adventures. I don't know if you've seen these. They're the little Lego ones. They are. Well, Free Maker
0: Adventures was actually the fifth season of the Lego Star Wars seasons but it was the first of the Freemaker uh, uh, adventures because, you know, they had had Droid Tales, they had had um,
1: one starring Yoda, right.
0: um, and then this was the first Freemaker d- adventures, but it's the first one that they're giving a sequel to. Yeah, So which yeah. is cool. My yeah. kid, we watch them all. Yeah.
1: We love the Lego ones. Um, some merchandise stuff, real quick, and if you're in the chat room, you can check these out with us a little bit. Um, there's some exclusives to Star Wars Celebration. I'll just c- really quickly go through some of them. Um, but we have some exclusive pop figures here and this is sorry i'm gonna make sure i get that in there and i can still click uh so we have some pop figures this is hoth leia which i think is cool yes uh <laughs> well that's sick that's the the hooded luke from uh, jedi return of jedi we have uh the only one i think i ever have wanted more than anything ever on this planet tron does do you guys, are you guys seeing this it's awesome do I need to look at any other ones or we keep going? All right. Moving on. Uh, oh, that's cool. <laughs> the Rex. Yeah. Uh, no, that was a, uh, 442nd clone trooper. Ah. And we got some green and gold Greedo two pack, which is cool. Some other ones. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. <laughs> a funko Jabba. Uh, hello and salacious crumb. Yeah. No, I'm in. That's cool. Oh, that one's sick too. So yeah, well, I do like an the- audio meeting. This doesn't make sense. So we have Ray the speeder. Um, this one—did we see have this last week? We did have this last yeah. week. Yeah, this one is the um uh, the Empire Empire spy from Episode Four. Grindin, Han Solo. Yeah, because remember we
0: had the Force Ghost. Right, Qui-Guard. we talked
1: about, and so these other ones we've seen. Perfect, yes. cool. Uh, so what else do we have here? We have exclusive. So, oh, this was what I was. This is what I was trying to talk about. Okay, check this out. So, oh, that's cool. And and if you zoom in, this actually kind of gives you a little bit of what well, she's going to look outfit, like, yeah. Right. So there's a couple t-shirts here, um, exclusives, uh, from Star Wars Celebration. And if you follow the link, you can see she's in a very much a sleeveless. It looks like a sleeveless tunic, uh, tunic kind sort of a skirt. Jedi robe kind of yeah. skirt, maybe like maybe almost like kind of like what we're used to in older public kind of thing. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, that's what I was thinking about earlier when I was clicking on the other link. Uh, let's see. This I think is the coolest thing here. Check this out. They're gonna do a Ralph MacQuarie concept art for Han Solo. Oh, <laughs> look how badass that is. Okay, let me see. Sorry, chat. Can you see that? That is sick, right? Tell me that's. Sick. I want that. Not only that, <laughs> Trash Monster, the
0: Dianoga. <laughs> that's awesome. Isn't that cool. Oh, please tell me the Dianoga has a blinking eye though.
1: I don't even know. Dude. Oh I man. don't know. It's crazy. It says it's a one six scale jumbo series includes foam trash and packaged in vinyl inspired collectors box. That, that is, is awesome. That is pretty damn cool.
0: Oh, uh, I will have to say, and this is actually more pop culture news and whatever, but uh you know, one of the shows that I've been watching this season is MacGyver. Yeah. And this last the latest are you, episode. Are you really watching that? Yeah, it's actually pretty entertaining.
1: Why do you say that? But
0: um the it. latest episode it starts off with uh MacGyver and you know his kind of handler guy right. and they're in a trash compactor and they're surrounded by a whole bunch of people that don't know they're in the trash compactor. <laughs> but the trash compactor is is closing on them. Oh my god! And they have to get like somebody from outside has to like hack the compactor and all this stuff. But but they constantly reference the the <laughs> scene and like they keep trying to f- figure out ways. And the handler, who's not the smartest tool in the shed, he keeps trying to do things they did in Star Wars. He's <laughs> like, "Don't forget that didn't work." And oh,
1: that's awesome. It's pretty funny. Like uh, getting the big stick and putting in yeah exactly the thing. yeah yeah. Um. So there's some Lego exclusives as well. There's a detention block rescue, which is pretty cool. I love the Lego stuff. to Be honest with you. Yeah. You do. Um. And I think I just think this is sick. Oops. That was that was it. The tension plug. Oh, that's the outside of the box is the inside. Looks oh, cool though, man. Yeah, I mean, that would be really cool. That's a Lego exclusive for Star Wars Celebration. And this, I know the. I said the other thing was the coolest thing ever. This might be maybe a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Maybe. So there's a Star Wars turntable announced for the record store. Record store days, 10th anniversary. So I guess this is a thing. 10 years ago, apparently, um, they started trying to recognize, uh, record stores and what they do for communities. Right. Right. So this is the 10th anniversary and they're going to do a Star Wars one. Look at that box. Oh, it's like the old lunchbox. So not only that, check this out.
0: Two turntables and a microphone. Here, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll do the big ones. Look at that. The coolest thing about it, though. That is cool. It's not just a turntable. It actually has modern day stuff. It's got Bluetooth. How sick is that, dude? How? That is really is cool. That? It has, I just, I just thought that this was kind of cool. It's $109, which, you know, and it has uh, featuring pitch control and Bluetooth capability. Designed to reflect the stylings of yesteryear, the Cruiser includes modern conveniences like dynamic full range stereo speakers and a headphone jack and RCA outputs. Nice pretty sick though. yeah right that's cool you don't seem as impressed as i thought you'd be uh dude we're in a digital age now <laughs> oh you mean it's 2017 what?
0: what yeah because you know we've got flip phones and everything like in tokyo drift
1: i have i have a flip phone i actually have like five flip phones in that and that, that drawer over there i think i've got one <laughs>
0: in a drawer somewhere
1: i have all my old phones i don't like throwing stuff away away like that okay so we've talked about the Tron light cycle roller coaster before. Yeah. It's at the, the new Hong Kong Disney. Indeed. Uh, there is talk and I've been listening to that Disney dish podcast quite a bit. Um, as I always do, but one of the, one of the things is, uh, and I think this is part of the revitalization that they're going to have to do with, uh, Tomorrowland. Right. Because once they have Star Wars land open, think about it. They have to take Star Tours out. That doesn't make any sense to leave there. Yeah, it right? would only make sense to move Star Tours over there, yeah. Right? And so, really, all that's left in Tomorrowland is, like, what? The Rockets, Buzz Lightyear, I'm thinking Disneyland here, Space and Mountain. Space Mountain. There's really nothing else over there. So, uh Well,
0: you've got the, the 3D theater.
1: Right. And uh the
0: Interventions.
1: No, no. I know there's other stuff there, but what I'm saying is... Oh, for rides. For rides. Right, so gotcha. I, So, there's talk of the Tron light cycle ride coming to other parks.
0: Yeah, they and they could actually use the old um uh,
1: uh the old rocket ride track. Which is what they're, they're saying it's Real gonna operate the track. Tomorrowland Speedway is located. Yeah. Um and Dis- as for Disneyland the Star Wars launch bay is the proposed site. Um because that's something else apparently that's going away when um when all this happens. The launch bay is going to be revitalized and I think that is um I think that's where they're thinking about putting this. Okay, cool. Which is pretty cool. I don't know. I like talking about Disneyland.
0: So do I. Um, And actually, you know, I constantly talk about it because one of the things, they're taking a lot of the space of Toontown away for Star Wars Land. And it makes you think, well, what are they going to do with uh, Rod Rabbit's cartoon spin? Right. The thing that would make the most sense would be to move it over to um, California Adventure and put it in the Hollywood backlot. Right. But whether it's cost efficient or whether they're just going to leave it where it is and just kind of have it be a standalone thing and kind of include it in Fantasyland. I don't know.
1: And we've talked about this before, and this is the last thing before we get out of Star Wars. Um, We've talked about this before. Is Toontown officially going away?
0: Yeah, well, they're getting rid of, like, Gadgets Go Coaster is going to be gone. A whole bunch of the houses are going
1: to be gone. What I'm saying is they're still going to have Toontown as a land, or is it just going to be like, I don't, I thought it was going away, but we keep talking about it. As far as I it, know, like,
0: it's mostly going away. I okay. mean, it's going to have the entrance to it because right. you have to get that. To get up to the the shops that are up there, and Roger Rabbit,
1: indeed. Okay, cool, man. Um, let's uh let me find something else to put over in our little dealy thing there, and let's get to our last section of the shoe. What do you think about that? Uh, cool. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. By the way, that show just had its season finale, and it's amazing. Yeah, I still have to watch it this week. I watched it yesterday. Um,
0: all right, so just today we had some unfortunate news that we lost an icon of comedy. Um, Don Rickles, Mr. Yes. Warmth, died. Um, it's unfortunate. you know he, he was basically the, I don't want to say the inventor, but the perfectionist that got, I mean, the person that perfected insult humor. And I mean, without him, you don't get, uh, you know, a ton of comedians we have nowadays, but, um, I mean, he just had such a long career and he did other stuff too. I mean, one of my favorite gangster movies that doesn't get enough recognition, I think is casino. And he played the, the floor manager of the casino underneath Robert De Niro. So it's kind of cool, but right. uh, a lot of people forget he plays the voice of Mr. Potato Head in all the toy story shows and movies.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, it's. It's always hard to hear, uh, when stuff like this happens. Um, but you know, I
0: mean, he was 90, I think 90 or 94,
1: something but like that, that. And that's, and that was going to be my point. I mean, it's not like he lived a short life or didn't do a lot and didn't do a lot for pop culture and exactly and, and, and where we're at and comedy and everything else. So, you know, it's, it's as sad as it is, you know, what does Kevin Smith say? A big bucket of wind, right? Cauldron of wind. <laughs> um, this, so, we go from something sad to something absolutely hilarious. Yes. You know about this, right? Yep. So, Shia LaBeouf, new film. I don't know what this film's about. Apparently, it's about a, a a soldier with PTSD. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, One person went to the movies theater in the UK.
0: Yeah, they had one showing. One. One screen. Yeah. And one person went and saw it. Granted, this is the UK, so it's a smaller box office than you would think anyways. But still, that's pretty darn bad, right? Um. Um. But yeah. So the the funny thing is, is this is in connection with the fact that Beauty and the Beast is still making money hand over fist. Oh, no, for sure. And um, I think Beauty and the Beast just won for the third weekend in a row. Um, and I think it's I think it held off Ghost in the Shell.
1: Yeah, Ghost in the Shell didn't. Uh, I don't think it blew away the box office, but I think it's doing okay. Right. Does that look right? I just want to put something cool up there. Yeah,
0: but and that's at the UK box office, but Indeed. at the at the, uh, the American box office. But,
1: um, but Shia LaBeouf is obviously a uh, well-known eccentric. He's, oh yeah, he's he's kind of all over the place. So I just think it's kind of funny that, uh, I, or funny, sad. I don't know that <laughs> nobody went to see his movie.
0: Yeah, I know, right? Uh, um, but I would like to point out that *Beauty and the Beast* has now reached number twenty-two on the all-time charts. Cool. Um, it's only a couple million behind the original *Hunger Games* and uh, Captain America Civil War to break the top 20.
1: Indeed. All right, let's get to TV. Doctor Who introduces the first gay companion. Okay? Okay, I actually had a little beef with this. So did the wife. And I read through this article last night because I was like, maybe she has a point. Bit Because, think about it. We have... Uh, well, okay,
0: well, first of all, what well, Captain
1: Jack... Okay, that's what I was just about to say. Right, a, a companion
0: isn't somebody who's there for like a whole season, or whatever. Because there are people that are companions for one episode, two episodes, three episodes, and Captain Jack is like five episodes or something like that, right? And he is clearly ambisexual; okay. he'll go with
1: anything. Well, let me. So there's some caveats to how they're cal- classifying this. Okay, okay. This companion, she is the first openly gay full companion. Okay. What, they're, what they're classifying the other ones are it, it, it says in the article it says uh the doctor had has had non-straight guest companions. Captain Jack Hartness, yes, played by John Berriman, which we talked about was pansexual, though that partially reflected the very different attitudes towards sexuality that humans had in the fifty-first century, where he was from. River Song, the Doctor's Wife, who was played by Alex Kin uh, Alex Kingston. Kingston, was bisexual. There are also some hints that the previous companion Claire Oswald, played by Jenna Coleman, was bisexual, but Claire's sexual orientation was never addressed explicitly. Right. So this is the first time the doctor's so uh doctor's co-star, the lead companion, will be openly gay. So there's like it's one of those things where it's like this is official, official, official. The other ones were like kinda, I guess. Yeah. You, know what but I'm saying? you
0: have to remember Captain Jack was like
1: oh Jack was Jack's
0: out there, dude. Yeah, know, but it was almost what seven years ago now yeah so it's like come on
1: no i'm with him but i just thought that was kind of cool but no i you, mean you great great that they're no i'm that's fine you just it's cool dude
0: i'm saying I'm it's almost sad that it has to be actually <laughs> honored no now you know no I know?
1: I know and that's and that's and i'm with you and i get what you're saying i was giving you a hard time but i mean but i'm, I'm with you do re- we have re- to have
0: re- give re- the- me a hard time
1: okay the fact that we're talking about this story is the issue exactly right and that's what you're saying. Yes. Uh, new Mega Man animated series, which I'm pretty excited about. I
0: loved Mega Man as a kid. I
1: did too. And this one is aimed, I think, at five to eight year olds. Let me, let me So bring basically in. us. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> six to nine year olds. Uh, it's targeted for kids six to nine and they're, uh, and for their parents who grew up loving the video games. Here we go. So this is one of those things that I, I threw in here only because this is one of those shows I'm hoping I can watch with my kids. I love Mega Man. And if, they're into it then that means i can also kind of enjoy it too it's right. kind of like well i can give some other examples too but i i, I don't want to do that again cool i've embarrassed myself in the past with shows i watch with my kids okay moving on uh westworld creators say season two won't pick up where season one left off so it's not going to be it, uh slight spoilers if you watched westworld obviously it ends with the uprising an uprising and it's gonna. The next season's gonna start a little bit later. So the uprising has happened. Right. Things are going on, and then it's gonna pick up there. It's not gonna pick up right where left left off. Which- well, it
0: makes sense because if you're going directly with the uprising, then you've got to deal with the repercussions of the uprising. Exactly. Whereas if you go a little bit later, then you can actually delve into the other worlds of samurai world and medieval world. Right. Because the um the androids will have already solidified whatever base they're going to have right and they can now explore
1: exactly so So, sorry the next the next thing is and we were talking about what we're going to do on saturday on my birthday is watch ghost in the shell turns out not the best opening
0: no i honestly didn't think it was going to have
1: a huge opening neither did i but here we are uh 20 million it looks like about it was on track for about 20 million dollar uh opening weekend yeah not bad yeah not not terrible but not great either uh Uh, It looks like the film cost $110 million to make. Um, Oh, but they're going to make more than that, way more than that worldwide. They'll get it back. Um, Yeah, so there we are. I'm I'm, I'm still really excited to see the movie. Oh, so so am I. I'm really excited for it. Uh, Why don't you take the the Get Out news?
0: Yeah, we talked about it last week um, that uh, Jordan Peele, the writer-director of Get Out, um, became the first black uh, writer-director to have a movie debut at or have their debut movie break $100 million. Well, now he's gone even further than that, and he's the highest-grossing original screenplay writer-director of all time. Uh, he took over for the people that made, uh, the guy who made player Witch Project. Right. So, like, there's been no other writer-director to have a debut movie uh, premiered over uh, at this much
1: money. That's badass. I can't wait to see that. I really want to see that. I really,
0: really want to see that.
1: Uh, Jurassic World two producer confirms that the T Rex will be returning. You know,
0: I wonder if they're going to incorporate the uh, the new scientific news which hit this week What's that? that the T Rex was a gentle lover. Oh, because they they I guess scientists have discovered was that on April Fool's
1: Day. No, this I'm was actual kidding. news.
0: <laughs> um, but they I guess scientists have discovered that they had a sensitive snout oh. and that they would rub snouts and
1: like caress, and Aww. that was like how they. Rubbing snouts, exactly. So that of nice. That's kind of gross, a little bit, but adorable. Uh, this is terrifying. I hate everything about this. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the headline, chat room. Um, if you're into this, let us know how you feel about this. I'm gonna read this headline. You guys ready? Michael Bay says. And now that's already they've, they've already tuned out. Michael <laughs> Bay said a thing. Just kidding. Michael Bay says there are fourteen, one four. New Transformer stories in development. Okay. Fourteen.
0: There are okay, well I'm gonna Does that mean that doesn't mean movies? I hope not. Because that could also be cartoons, Ugh. that could be books, that could
1: be whatever. I'm gonna say that's at least eight movies. Probably. <laughs> at least eight <laughs> Dude, movies. Dude, it's a cash cow for Bay. Why would he stop doing but that? But that's what I mean. Like, so Michael Bay is like, well, I can do this forever now. Yeah. And he makes millions of dollars every month. Hmm. Might as well keep it going, but I hate everything about it. I stopped watching those movies after, I think, the second one. I'm going to say. Yeah, or I watched,
0: the, I watched the, I've seen all of them, but.
1: I think I stopped after the one where. It's a um, Transformer. <laughs> I think I stopped after the one where a homeboy was stuck in the ice, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, that was yeah. the second one. Eh, well, I'm done with him. Ian McCullen. Now, we all love Ian McCollin. He's fantastic. He's an amazing actor. He's been some absolutely iconic he's
0: Magneto roles. he's Gandalf he's yeah
1: exactly he actually turned down um when the original actor for Dumbledore died right he turned down that role and it just uh, this story just came up a couple days ago but what I think is interesting the reason they turned it down let's hear it uh he turned it down because the actor that played Dumbledore right didn't like Ian McKellen as an actor Really? He had said some things about his acting. Um I can find an exact quote of something about he wasn't happy with uh I don't want to say wooden because that always reminds me of, you know, uh dialogue from Star Wars. But um oh uh Emma McKellen uh but Harris was a known critic of McKellen's acting abilities, calling him technically brilliant but passionless. Ooh. Eek. So well- and he basically okay. said he didn't want to. He didn't want to take over a role from an actor who didn't like him as an actor.
0: And the funny thing is, Richard Harris hated the role. Oh, yeah. The only
1: reason he took the role was because his grandchildren
0: wanted him to. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, and yeah, he. It's funny because, uh, but that's kind of like what who Richard Harris was. I mean, he was that very <laughs> the number fourteen just popped up in the chat like eight times. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, it, he was very much that very passionate actor. Yeah. Um so I, I can kind of understand that, but I I think Michael Gambon played it brilliantly, so
1: he did. He really did. Um and and um like I said, Ian's done some really cool stuff. Uh he didn't need that role as well. So Right. And especially if he's gonna feel like, well, the guy who I'm taking over for wouldn't have wanted me to do it anyway. You know, I mean?
0: you know it would have been really interesting though to have an openly gay actor playing a character that turned out to be openly
1: gay. Right. Right, that would that would have been pretty. That cool. would
0: be interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh. So some you only, <laughs> before I get to the really funny thing, Doctor Who, uh, season ten is actually coming to theaters. Cool. The first episode.
0: Well, I mean, I think this is becoming more of a thing. Like they're doing it with the Inhumans too. Exactly.
1: So, so I thought this was really neat. Uh, I there was a number of how many theaters? Real quick, let me find it. I'm
0: guessing no more than a few hundred.
1: So it's going to be excuse me a special two night event on Monday, April seventeenth. And Wednesday, April 19th at 7 o'clock. Um, that is going to be in theaters nationwide for a special two-night event. In addition to the Doctor Who season 10 premiere, the event will also show the premiere episode of the Doctor Who spinoff series Class, which we've talked about. Right. Which they, features a special guest appearance by Peter Capaldi as the Doctor.
0: Yeah, they, they've actually already aired all uh, the first eight
1: episodes. Well, the eight episodes of the first season. Oh, have they? Okay.
0: Yeah, it, it actually went on hiatus a couple months ago.
1: It says, tickets for the premiere can be purchased online at Fathom Events website or the box office at uh, any of the more than 550 theaters carrying the event. See, I guessed it. Which is pretty, I mean, that's, I mean we're, that's pretty we're not going to get it here, no. but it'd be really cool to be uh, able to check that out. Yeah,
0: that means you should be able to get in. in
1: major cities.
0: Well, definitely major cities in most. Lo- I mean, like, I would be surprised if it's not playing at the one hundred in of the galaxy.
1: True, true. Uh, this is hilarious. Well, before we get oh, to sorry. that one. Doctor Who, uh, on the Doctor Who note, John Sims, the Master, is going to be returning for season ten. That's the he's, male version of the yeah, Master. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. I, I love, I love the, um, I can't remember the girl's name, the woman's name who played uh, the female version. Right. Uh, but the guy, like, he was terrifying. He was good, and I loved
0: the uh, the episode that was with, that still had um Matt Smith in the role, mm-hmm. but where you discover that the theme song for Doctor Who. Is a riff of the of the Gallifrey harpy. Oh my god! Oh, so good because that's what it was when the master was running for a uh, uh, a minister seat. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yep. Uh, so
1: a little bit of hilarity. Professional. I mean, and and I get if you're a professional clown, you're gonna be upset about this. Okay. I get it. Right. So professional clowns. <laughs> Chat room's probably like, wait, what? Professional? Yes. Professional clowns are furious over the new it trailer. And last week, was it last week or yeah, the week before? Last week. Last week we watched the it trailer. Um, scared the crap out of Mark. And, and if you're a patron, uh, or you become a patron, you have access to some of this stuff. Our trailer time, <clears throat> we had a little bit of a hiccup during that and it kept pausing at the worst times. It kept scaring Marshall. Oh, it was scaring the mess out of me. I have it issues.
0: Dude, it. I love that scene where the balloon comes out from his face. Nope, oh. Nope
1: gross so the bottom line is uh the it trailer upsets some professional clowns
0: okay i think the professional clowns should have two things to be more upset about okay one being professional clowns yeah and two john wayne gacy well well,
1: here's the thing kids like clowns but the thing is it's not like it just came out today no the the book is 40 years old Yeah, he wrote that book decades ago so the idea is that you know, granted they're doing a modern day iteration of it, and they did get the flack for the other clown stuff that happened or whatever. But, and I get if you if you feel like your profession's being, um, you know, uh, a slighted or right, no, or I totally it. Yeah. And and you know, we can mess around all day, but really, what it comes down to is people are upset because it's coming out, but it's already been out. Exactly, it's a thing.
0: Uh, nice use of the pronoun see. and proper noun. You see what I'm nah, doing? Nah, nah.
1: Yeah, I like words. Yes, you do. <laughs> Moving on. Word blurred. <laughs> All right, man. A little release date stuff. Uh shockingly, sadly for me, because I can't wait for this. The Dark Tower uh
0: Steve is also a huge Gunslinger fan. Yeah.
1: The the Dark Tower is uh being delayed again. And so Did it give a reason? Well, no. That's the thing. Again, there's no real reason. It says uh Columbia Pictures revealed that the release date for the Dark Tower has now been changed to August fourth, twenty seventeen. Uh, And it's still this year. Yeah, it provides a bit of a switch in the studio slate of films, uh, causing the Emoji movie to premiere a week early uh, on the Dark Tower's initial release date of July 28th. So, it's only a week, it seems? It looks like. July, August, yeah. It's only a week, but it doesn't say why. You know, and
0: this is, I mentioned this, I think, two weeks ago, that... When you're dealing with release dates, th- this sort of thing always used to happen. Yeah, but we didn't never have the internet, so we never got all this stuff. There's constant Wait, slate.
1: Change. Hold on. what are you saying? We didn't always have the internet. I know, right? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. <laughs>
0: but there's always a constant slate change because if one movie move, if one studio moves a movie, right, they're gonna it's gonna waterfall to a whole bunch of other movies because everybody's gonna be jockeying for a better release date.
1: Indeed. Uh, footage from CinemaCon about the Dark Tower had a nice little nod to the shining there yeah. was a poster in the back or something like that
0: oh that's cool and there's actually some shining news this week oh really i know shining news on the shining, on the shining of you know a 30 something year old we're talking movie. decades um that one of the uh, people that worked with kubrick on it um has talked about some deleted scenes that were filmed and never never put into the final cut All Right. that would actually kind of explains the you've seen the shining right yeah okay you know at the very end of the movie it zooms in on the picture and you see Jack in the 1920s ballroom oh, scene.
1: It was the last time I saw it living. Okay. Yeah, sure.
0: But basically there was like no explanation for it. Well, evidently there's a couple of scenes that there was a uh, like a scrapbook and you evidently you actually see it on in the final cut on in on Jack's desk at one point. Okay. But it's a it's a scrapbook that um, showed like the history of the of the, the hotel, the Overlook Hotel. And that's where that picture came from. So he had seen himself okay. in it. And it kind of, re- they, it's never explicitly said, but it kind of references that, that he is an entity that's like, uh, controlled by whatever spirit is in the
1: hotel. Oh, I get what you're saying. And so he's okay. like
0: reincarnated. Right. So that is him, but it's not him. It's, I gotcha. Yeah. So it's really kind of interesting.
1: All right, man. Well, let's get to some universal stuff. All these things are going to go super quick. Super I want to talk about some convention stuff here in a minute, and, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, it's It's been a good show, dude. Yeah, let's run it down. Should I just drag it out a little? I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> hey, you know, I have a question. Will this oh. mic fit?
1: Are, 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 you re- are you freaking kidding me?
0: All right. So uh, it looks like DC Films head said that it can't <laughs> confirm that there's going to be a Wonder Woman sequel or not.
1: Uh, any ideas why?
0: Uh, because they want to see if it makes money. Yeah, if
1: it if it flops, they're no. not gonna have a sequel. If it makes money, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Um, sadly, that's the thing. And DC has a really interesting game they're playing right now. Uh, they really need Wonder Woman to do well, and they really need Justice League, uh, Justice League to do well. If they don't, they are gonna have to revamp their cinematic universe, I think.
0: Well, I mean, regardless, I think the first big thing that they did was hiring Joss Whedon.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's going to help them immensely. And, and with, and then, you know, if Wonder Woman does well, I think that really bodes well for Batgirl. Justice League looks like a lighter version of what we've gotten so far, which is kind of nice. And then if that goes well, then we can definitely get an Aquaman movie Uh, maybe a Flash movie, um, maybe a Cyborg movie. It just depends on where they go with this stuff. So,
0: and this is one thing that actually Marvel does. And actually, not, I won't even say Marvel. This is something Berlanti does that DC does not. Yeah. And it's that he can really mix the lightheartedness with the dark. Indeed.
1: And he does it really well.
0: Yeah. And DCEU has not been able to get that done yet. Right.
1: And there were some moments in Firefly, even, uh, in that series that were really heavy. Yeah, exactly.
0: So Joss Whedon can handle it. Yeah. So, Honestly, you know what I think they should do? Just give the DCEU to Joss Whedon and Berlanti.
1: Done, done. All right. So speaking of Batgirl, uh, Joss Whedon's Batgirl reportedly based on the New Fifty Two version of Batgirl. Okay, which so I can get behind.
0: Yeah, so it's not going to be the Barbara Gordon that we know from the Killing Joke and further on, right? Uh, Oracle and whatnot. So we'll see. Uh, so where it goes.
1: Yeah, see where it comes up. Uh, so Batman and Harley Quinn. Uh, there's going to be an animated movie. Uh, called Batman and Harley Quinn, I believe.
0: When is there, a, when is there not?
1: Yeah, well, cool. Uh, but the voice cast has been revealed, and the best part about this. Mark Hamill? N- uh, nope. Kevin Conroy. Oh, The nice. guy who originally did the Batman voice In for the Batman, the anime, the Batman series. anime series, which I'm super excited about. Guess who's playing, uh, cause you haven't seen this yet, obviously. Guess who's playing the Harley Quinn voice? You only get one guess.
0: Uh, oh, uh, um.
1: You saw it already. No, I didn't. Oh.
0: Uh, oh, what's her name from? Um, I'll give you one hint:
1: Big Bang Theory. Which one of the Big Bang? Oh, theories? Melissa
0: Roush? <laughs> I love <laughs> Melissa Roush.
1: <laughs> 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 Melissa Roush is gonna play Harley Quinn, which is she's gonna, gonna be great. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. I, if I don't you know, don't when, know this, she, when this come out. Yeah,
0: if you don't know she, she does the voice, of, uh, she plays Bernadette in Little Tiny high pitch voice. But that's not her actual voice. Oh, well, I don't even care. No, she's but, amazing. No, she's going to be really good. I've never heard her real voice then. Or really, yeah, it's actually not. It's deeper. It's... Ooh,
1: nifty. Yeah. She does that? That's not her voice? No. I, I'm, I'm glad it's not, because I didn't think anybody had a voice like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for anybody who's listening, which you're not, that has a voice like that. Okay, let's move on. All right. I'm excited for that animated series, though. I love... Oh, man. Uh... Dude, uh his name just flew out of my head. Tim's? Conroy. Oh, uh, no, Conroy. Conroy. Uh, phenomenal Batman. Phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Uh, Arrow. Okay, so this is the question I wanted to ask you about this. We've had back and forth about the Elicity crap from Arrow. You, you with me? Hate the Elicity. thing. I'm not a fan of it, but here's the deal. They're going to go back to it, and they're going to explore why they broke up, because they kind of never... Deal with it, like all of of a sudden
0: they both went into relationships.
1: Yeah, and all of a sudden he's with what's her name, and she's off with what's his name, who dies, and all this other stuff. So why just let it go?
0: I can think of two reasons. Mm -hmm. Right, one, um, within the arrow, the arrow nucleus itself, um, she's becoming more of a full fledged character, absolutely, especially since it's bringing more of her hacker background in. She's no longer. Just the assistant or the The like uh, The girlfriend she's becoming more Of her character and she's standing up for more of her own voice And so that I can understand Okay second especially If they start bringing the doom world repercussions In yeah then she's not Only just felicity she's Because she has a mask and she's Legends. also A, a right she, superpower. Right she actually might be or- oracle In that sense so right. If that's where they're going with that then maybe
1: right, I'll let it go Whatever, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm a couple episodes behind on Arrow right now, so we'll see what happens. Um, speaking of those shows, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, there's an article here that talks about, and there's a line. There's actually a line in the show where because right now it all, it's all about the Spear of Destiny, right? And the Spear of Destiny is the spear that obviously pierces the sight of Christ, um, and it can reshape reality, right? right. Uh, the executive producer is talking about why they would never go back to the crucifixion. Uh, since they can play with time. Why, they can. And and they talk about in the show, there was a one off line, I believe. Um, well, it's because Jackson said it.
0: Right. Well, because they were talking about that they needed Jesus' blood to right. destroy it. Right. And they said, well, why don't we just go back to the crucifixion, get you it in his blood? And, uh, the captain said, well, there are certain things in time that you don't. Yeah. Want. Was it
1: rip? Or I can't remember who rip. said it. He said, that's one place we can't go right uh and and for obvious reasons they can't go there no (laughs) i mean
0: just i mean for storyline aside, for political reasons it would just be political
1: religious reasons i mean
0: yeah there's you just no
1: there's too much there uh but we did watch the the wife and i did watch the finale last night and i really i mean that show is by far my favorite of all of the cw shows right mostly because it's an ensemble cast, but it's a little lighthearted, but there are some parts that are really dark. Oh, absolutely. And uh um that show somehow manages to get a little of everything, which I which I just love. It's yes. a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that, but it's going to have to wait till the weekend.
1: No worries. Disney News, Lion King. Uh Disney's eyeing Beyonce for the female lead in The Lion King.
0: Okay, does that mean she'll be playing Nala or will she be playing Sarabi?
1: Again, I, I don't know where they're going with this one, you know, as every and so I have not seen uh, Beauty and the Beast and I actually haven't seen um, Jungle Book. Um, I haven't seen any of the live action ones. Actually, we have Mary Poppins coming. Are these actual just like take the cartoon and turn it into
0: some of them live are. action? Some of them are changed a little bit, like Maleficent was changed a little bit. Right.
1: Jungle Book was tweaked
0: a little bit, but Beauty and the Beast is fairly representative. That's what I thought.
1: Um. Uh, but I'm wondering if they're gonna just take Lion King and turn it into live action. You know who she would be. I was just curious if if they're not gonna change anything.
0: Well, it's gonna be live action, but it's still gonna be like for Jungle Book, it's still gonna be lions. It's not. I mean, so it's just are gonna be a gonna voice
1: actor. Are they gonna be lions?
0: Yes. But like they're bringing back James Earl Jones to be doing the voice of Mufasa.
1: Which we talked about, which is awesome. We
0: did. So that's where it's going to get kind of weird because if you, I mean that's an obviously much older authoritative voice. It's going to be really hard to have Beyonce playing Sarabi who's his wife. Um especially well, since in the original movie, this is what I love about the original Lion King, mm-hmm. is that the woman who played Sarabi in that movie is the woman that played the queen wife of james Earl jones and coming to america oh i love I, i've been wanting to rewatch that movie right I so love it's great, that, great that they got those two they were king they were african king and queens there and then, and then they, they, they were over Af- yeah. exactly i think it would make more sense for her to play the uh the nala role which was done
1: by moira kelly in the original see i disagree i think it's backwards i think i think i would go the other way really yeah only because the last time i saw beyonce um she was on the voice recently right Oh, I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to go there cause in case I'm getting people mixed up. But anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, I think I, I think she would do. Well, I it, think she could do either.
0: Yeah. I think the combination of having her with James Earl Jones on their voices on screen at the same time right. would just sound a little clunky.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, you can't. I mean, if you're sitting across from James Earl Jones, you're going to sound clunky.
0: Oh, well <laughs> given.
1: <laughs> All right. We For once, we only have one piece of Deadpool news. Uh, Pierce Brosnan basically said, uh, he's you know right. He's not playing Cable. He's not going to be playing
0: Cable because um, that was a rumor that came out this last week. So basically, everyone's getting out of the way for Michael Shannon to take the role.
1: And do you think that's going to be it?
0: And unfortunately, actually, I think he's kind of like the hot person to go to for that type of role now. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to do fine. Sure. I think other people would be better.
1: Yeah. Well, again, I don't think with Ryan Reynolds at the helm of this whole thing, I, I. I think he's gonna make sure that it's gonna work, right? But, but I, it, for me, it's it's just that way where they're doing cross, uh, cross company, uh,
0: casting him because he played Zod in 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 the uh, Batman v Superman. That's
1: right. That's right. Um, we have some homecoming news. Awesome. Not uh, a high school homecoming, but Spider-Man homecoming. Right. Uh, Marissa Tomei wanted to be an older Aunt May. Which, and this article is interesting. Um, I, I read it earlier. Uh, actually, when I put this together yesterday and today, uh, she was kind of expecting to play an older role. Right. And they said, Oh, you know, this is what you're doing. And she even kind of said at some point, like, um, why don't you make me older? And well, I'm mean, like, No,
0: well, she's in her fifties in yeah. real life. And she, in the movie, she's looking like she's your age. She's in her late thirties.
1: Yeah. And she looks, she looks young. And they're referencing she looks her to a hot AMA. Right. And so she expected, once she got the material, like, oh, I expected to be right. aged up. Exactly. And she's like, why don't you age me up? They're like, no, you're good. And and so I just thought that was interesting. Right. Michael Keaton also talks about his crew, which I'm not going to get into um, as the vulture, because there's some spoilers in there. exactly. Um, but I thought that was kind of cool that he's talking about the people that run with him and the type of people that run with him. So I thought that was kind of cool. And, um, Spider-Man's gonna have a version of Jarvis, uh, that's coming, that's in his homecoming costume. And I think this has to do with when he's first training.
0: Yeah. Well, this makes sense because it comes out that Tony designed his costume.
1: Yeah. He designed his costume. There's actually a line in the trailer, one of the trailers where he says, um, I'm gonna take that suit from back from you. Yeah. And he's like, I'm nothing without the suit. And he says, if that's the case, then you don't deserve it kind of thing. And I think that's a really cool, um, idea and and there's a there's gonna be a lot of that obviously stark's taking on a mentor role yes. in the film um i'm really eager to see this this so this, this film mostly because obviously i love robert danny jr but, um, this Spider-Man, and I think this storyline is going to be really good for Sony and Marvel uh, yes. as far as Spider-Man goes. So,
0: really quick. Did you see the, uh, cause I, last week, I think I talked about it and I put it up on, on Pinterest, but the newest homecoming, um, poster mm-hmm. and it showed Peter Parker as Spider-Man laying back on, um, on, some water outside across the river from New York, mm. and you see the Avengers Tower in the background. Oh, that's sick! Okay, well, that's a really cool poster. But then Deadpool came out with one because it said Spider-Man Homecoming is is Spider-Man Homecoming, right? And then it showed Deadpool, and he had flipped Spider-Man into the water, and he's <laughs> looking at the camera angle, and he says, "Dead Deadpool Two is coming soon too." Or something like that. That's cool. Um, I put that in Pinterest today.
1: Nice. Uh, one last thing on Spider Man, uh, Homecoming. Amy Pascal reveals how Marvel and Sony came together over Spider Man, and we, this is something we've talked about. How they finally figured out, like, you know, they kind of need each other. It's yeah. kind of a cool little article, um, and I liked it a lot. But really, really, what it comes down to is we've done this before. How can we do it better? And how can we figure out how to work with Marvel to make it work for everybody? Exactly. So it was. It's it's actually kind of cool. Um, so real quick, let's pop over to Marvel. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Feige says Stanley recently filmed the best cameo he's ever done, and now here's why I wanted to highlight this because we've been talking about um, we've been talking about Stanley, right, and his health issues um and stuff like that. Well, he said
0: he recently filmed it, so it's got to be for something in production. So I'm guessing Black Panther.
1: Well, that, and I don't think it says it in here, what it is, actually. Um, but what it is, is that he does a cameo in every movie. But what I think is what's happening is any movie that's coming up pretty soon, they might be trying to get the cameos in. Right. Only because he's he 94 either, years right. old. And that's, and that's, and that's why I mentioned it. Uh,
0: right. Well, the only one in production right now, I think, is Black Panther.
1: Yeah. So that's, it'd be great if that's the one, uh, because the article never says. So cool. We have, um, Bill Paxton also, speaking of people, uh, uh who passed away recently. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. paid tribute. And again, I stopped watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after, se- you know, somewhere in season three, two and a half, three, something like that. Um, but in one of the latest episodes, uh, they paid tribute to Bill Paxton at the end, basically said this episode is memory of him. Cool. So cool. I'm glad they did that. Uh, it's super sad. And again, he, that was one of the things he, that was an ongoing project. And I liked that character. I actually was, saw him in the show. So I watched it enough to get to him, but right. And
0: and actually, you know, talking about this, I, about a month ago or maybe a month and a half ago, I referenced that um Carrie Fisher had two more appearances on family guy coming up this season. Yeah, One of them happened this last Sunday and it was pretty funny. It was just a little cutaway scene of, of Peter saying that he, uh, you know, uh, said he said, and I didn't know what to do with that watermelon, uh, that watermelon rind or whatever. And it shows him at work one day and it has him wearing a watermelon hat okay. and watermelon shorts held up by suspenders. And it shows his boss, Carrie Fisher's character, saying, You know, that's a great outfit, Peter. And then she walks away and he just looks at himself and says, Peter, you have to take more chances with yourself. <laughs> Oh, that's good. It's just classic, Peter. It was, it was oh, hilarious,
1: man. So, yeah, and I agree with the chat, Carilion Run. I mean, JT, I get you, man. Uh, it is a really good show. We watched. I want to say somewhere in the season three, maybe the hiatus of season three, we kind of stopped There's and didn't just go way back. There's
0: just too much to watch.
1: I know. And I, and, and that's eventually I started having to kind of get to the point of, okay, I can only watch so many things. And then when something really cool comes along, like Riverdale and Iron Fist, it's like, okay, now I got to make time for those, but I'm also watching, I'm watching Big Bang Theory. I'm also watching, uh, The Mick. I'm watching. Yep. Uh you don't want to you don't want to
0: see the list of TV shows I mean I but
1: the list of shows the wife and I watch we watch Flash, we watch Arrow, we watch uh Legends of Tomorrow, we watch Mick, we watch um uh, Big Bang, uh, shoot. All I mean we watch so many things on top of I'm I prefer to watch I like movies. Right. And so every once in a while I'll throw a movie in there and then that's a whole night right there. So it's hard to keep up with this stuff. Uh so Legend not Legends uh Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Supergirl were the two that kind of fell off to the side for us, sadly, but we'll uh, hopefully get back to them in the summer.
0: Yeah. There's, there's this great, uh, t-shirt I saw from T-Fury and it's about procrastination said, I have so much to do, but first I'm going to consume every (laughs) single piece of pop culture.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then there's that. Yeah. We watch, we also watch Doctor Who. We watch, um, God, we watch so many shows and then we have shows we watch with the kids. You know what I mean? Live and Maddie. Live and Maddie. We watch, uh, Thanks for calling me out. I called uh, you out. We watched full, all the Fuller House stuff, which is phenomenal. Okay, I
0: did actually watch Catherine Fuller House all is the Fuller off the House.
1: hook, dude. Don't get me started. Okay, let's not get derailed. Guardians of the Galaxy two. Baby Groot will not have any of Groot's memories. Oh, interesting. I I've heard this. I've heard some other shows kind of talking about this, and doesn't it kind of make sense because if Groot dies, quote unquote dies. And it's burst into things, and he comes back as one fragment of himself. It would make sense; he doesn't have the memories of 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 the other stuff. But okay, well, if
0: actually if you're looking at it like tree wise, yeah, he loses all of his rings, which is his history. Right.
1: So, I mean, I can see that. We'll we'll see how it goes. You know, uh, when it comes down to it, James Gunn uh, basically talks about why uh, Bradley Cooper doesn't play Rocket on set. It's basically because he's not a mocap actor. He's not, and it's a totally CGI character. And it's it's really cool this article because it talks about the person who does all the mocap, how he's able to go on all fours and do the walk and all the stuff on stage. And I think that's badass. Yeah, right? well, it's
0: the difference between having somebody like Bradley Cooper and having somebody like Javed Best or exactly like Andy Circus. Or um, there's actually some scenes that came out recently about some uh, delete. Um, Behind the scene footage of Jungle Book mm-hmm. with Benedict Cumberbatch doing the mocap for Bagheera.
1: Oh, really? Wow. Um. So the Collector will not be in Volume Two, which I um alluded to in right. trailer time, and because, and we've talked about this before, because it's all focused on characters like this, but this particular set of characters, there right. really wasn't a place for the Collector no, in this story. It would, it
0: would, it would still make it right. a little too much, especially since they're focusing on. Uh, I am Groot. The the ride at Disneyland, you know, they could yeah. they could it, it would be kind of like over
1: too much, you know I, exactly. Um, thank you, JT, for yeah. saying I am Groot. I am Groot indeed. Uh, new details reportedly reveal Sil- Sylvester Stallone's role. I personally didn't open this. If I you don't lo- want to know. Yeah, and if you like spoilers, I put it in here only for that reason. If you want to know who's St- the Sylvester Stallone's character is in, in uh um uh Guardians of the Galaxy two, jump in, go for it. I don't want to know. And the next couple things I want to talk about have to do with Defender stuff. Okay? Right. The Netflix. Je- yeah. Jessica Jones season two uh, production is going to start in New York, obviously. And there was a date, I believe. I don't remember date. And that's off-
0: actually one thing I liked about Jessica Jones is it seemed to be uh, more than daredevil. It actually showed more of the exterior
1: uh, skyline and stuff in New York. Exactly. Um, because it
0: does take place in Hell's Kitchen.
1: Yeah, it says, Production is said to be setting up uh, at West 101st Street in Broadway, which is used for exterior shots of Jessica Jones' home and alias investigations in Season 1. It doesn't know exactly where we'll find Jessica in the beginning of Season 2. Oh, it doesn't have a date. Okay. Doesn't matter. But, but who
0: it- is the Oscar nominee they cast?
1: Oh. Wouldn't you like to know, sir? I would like to know. Uh, an Oscar nominee cast in a mysterious role in Jessica Jones season two is, drum roll please, while I find the name, I'm just kidding, um, it is, where is it, Janet McTeer. EU, EU reports that the White Queen and Damages star Janet McTeer is joining uh, Jessica Jones as undisclosed, undisclosed character. Who have an enormous impact on Jessica's life?
0: Yeah, she was just nominated this past year.
1: Mm-hmm. I like her; she's cool, awesome. So, I'm I personally really like Jessica Jessica Jones. I've been considering you watching it actually. It is really good, um, mostly because the wife didn't finish watching it with me, and I, I kind of want to get her to watch it, but
0: <sighs>
1: it is what it is. Yep. Daredevil season three. Speaking of filming, is going to start later this year as well. Makes sense. And Defenders, um. There is a premiere date finally for the Defenders. Let's hear it. Are you ready? Yep. I couldn't be more amped for this. Um, so in that trailer that's on the screen right now, for those of you watching, the date is actually up there, I believe, because it stops. Oh, Maybe I didn't stop it in the right time. Oh, okay. So it says when Jessica Jones notices the security camera and she destroys it, the footage ends at timestamp 8182017. Which seems to signal that Marvel's Defenders will release on August eighteenth, twenty seventeen.
0: Makes sense. I was actually going to guess October, but yeah. yeah,
1: that's that's pretty badass. Uh, and I love that she hits that camera out. Marvel and Netflix launch a viral Defenders website. There is a website that goes along with this, right? Um, which has some clips and stuff like that, which is pretty cool.
0: Okay, speaking about just pop culture websites, really quick. Yeah. Did you know the space the original Space Jam website is still up?
1: Space Jam.
0: Seriously. Oh. Aren't they redoing that? Uh, they're in talks to do mm, it. Oh, that's right. But seriously, do yourself a favor and just Google Space Jam website. Because okay? you can still click on everything in it and everything. It's still an active website. Oh, that's awesome.
1: All right. Uh, Last thing here before we get to convention news. Infinity War. Chris Evans begins shooting in Avengers Infinity War in May. And what I found interesting about this, there was one thing he said. Because... This isn't the first time we've said, oh, so and so is gonna start shooting Infinity World. Right, well, because everybody has different start dates. Yeah, but this is a huge movie, dude. He said they've been filming since February. I don't start until May, he says.
0: Yeah. That's
1: crazy. Sixty eight major characters, not counting uh just B roll footage. Anyway, on a side note, he says, um, my contract is up. He said, I have Avengers three and four. We do Avengers 3 now, 4 is the latter part, and then after that is the end of my contract. So, um, there's a little bit of other news out there I didn't put in here about, um, Robert Downey Jr. He'll be done before Evans, basically. Right. Because he um, started sooner. Yeah. And so. And Chris Hemsworth is ending soon too. Exactly. So there's gonna be some. There's, there's gonna, gonna, have gonna be to be changeover. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna have to be some. Maneuvering there because I they think. can't
0: afford to be paying those guys. Like, oh, seriously, Johnny so Jr. makes 50 million plus a movie now. Oh, that's so much money. I mean, granted, a lot of it is back end, what but are
1: you, what are you gonna do with all that money? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I have a hard time right my mind around that, but moving on. All right, SD and uh, not uh, sorry, convention news, WonderCon. I put a link in here, um, and I'm just gonna pull one thing out of this. There was a WonderCon wrap up on. SDCC, an unofficial blog, which I get a lot of my uh, con news from. Um, there, this was kind of cool. Uh, they put some people, basically not testimonies, I guess, but people saying what their favorite parts of of the um, of the con was. And, right. And there was one interesting thing here where somebody was saying how they compared the Comic Con San Diego to WonderCon. And it says, this was my very first WonderCon experience. I have to say that my favorite part of WonderCon was actually the experience of it all and the little difference between San Diego Comic-Con uh, convention and WonderCon. As a longtime Comic-Con attendee and a newbie at WonderCon, I found myself comparing the two. And he said, I fully enjoyed the sales for the variety of booths and artists and exhibited there. While it's still no comparison to the larger, more spectacular booths found at SDCC, I found the smaller artist alley and exhibitors a wonderful variety. Um, finally, there, although there were crowds, I enjoyed the ability to f- be able to find places to sit and relax without having security shoot me away. So, right. There's these little things that, you know, and we see the difference when we, we're going to go to Silicon Valley Comic Con soon. Gosh, that's just like in a few it's weeks. like a uh, week after next. Yeah. A couple weeks. Um, but the idea there is that we were doing the kind of the same thing. Right. It's like there are some things that are similar, but really what it comes down to is, one is gigantic, yes. and the other one is just I mean, not it's hundreds <laughs> of thousands of people. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so come actually, Silicon, Silicon San Diego Comic Con news. Uh, Her Universe uh, is coming back for their fourth annual annual uh, fashion show, which is one of the big events. And Her Universe is this really cool yes. geek, geek line yes, of, yes, of yes. clothing and stuff. And and so if you're into that and you're down there, that's super important. Um, we'll get to our personal stuff here in just a second. Hotel developers uh, sue convention center as expansion plans launch. Um, you want to help me with this a little bit? Cause this is the the one that I sent you.
0: Yeah. It's um I guess the city and their convention center decided to start coming up with convention plans without looking at who actually had property rights and stuff. And so evidently there's a company that had been trying to get a hotel built down on the Marina um, and they're still putting their pitch together. And this
1: is, Like, making it more difficult for them to do. Yeah. So, we've been talking about the expansion of the convention center for a while. There was talk of the big complex. Um, We talked about months and months and months ago. Right, with
0: a new stadium and everything, and that fell through.
1: So, I think we've been talking about this. We think maybe eventually they'll end up in Anaheim. I think it's going to have to happen eventually. Yeah, which is sad because... As we talked about uh, a few weeks ago, San Diego Comic Con brings in a silly amount of money from oh, silly si- amount of money. F- for San Diego. Um, so. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: not only just the business and stuff, but it brings in so much in tax revenue with hotel taxes right. and, you know, everything.
1: And part of, uh, this story that we were just talking about is that, um, hotel taxes will go up. Yeah,
0: they're going to have to go up because that's how they're paying for the expansion. That's how they're going to pay for the expansion. Um, if that if that does fall through and it does move
1: to Anaheim, though, how do you think that's going
0: to affect WonderCon? I just I because mean, they're owned
1: by the same company. Yeah, and the problem is they happen so close together. Um, yeah, I they, think they're they might a few months off, but yeah, yeah. But I think they just would have to. Um, I think it'd just be two conventions in the same spot. Yeah, one bigger than the other. I mean, yeah. But then again. I wonder, I wonder how the numbers would change with the location. That's the change. big thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, well, that, that's to be seen. All right. Last thing. Uh, San Diego Comic Con, uh, well, STCC unofficial blog does a podcast. Right. And they do live podcasts on big dates like pre-registration, open registration, hotel, you know, all that kind of stuff.
0: Sorry to interrupt here really quick. Good night, JT. Thanks for listening. Good night, dude.
1: Thank you for being here. You're awesome. Thanks for staying up with us. Um. So, anyway, going back to they do a they're gonna do a live podcast on open registration, which is this Saturday, right, uh, April eighth. What's kind of what's cool about this? I put the by the time you listen to this, obviously this will already pass, but the podcast will be up. Right. And so what I wanted to kind of put out there for people is if you're thinking about going to San Diego Comic Con, listen to this podcast, you know, check Twitter on on that Saturday. Just kind of kind of look back and look at what, you know, badge sales and stuff like that, because there's a lot that goes into this. And uh, we have some friends trying to get yep. uh uh badges um your brother's trying to get badges yep. i mean and
0: we're teaming them up so you get better chances on the random random number generation
1: yeah and this this website is uh, they've been doing it long enough to where they have a lot of resources
0: this is tony kim right no this isn't tony kim Sorry, this is bad. the other
1: guys um but the bottom line is these guys cover all of this stuff so if you're looking for help if you're looking for how all this stuff works if you're thinking about going maybe for next year definitely do that so i want to wish everybody from is it from the future if they listen to this after the fact yes from the future or is it from the past to the future from the past to the future from the past please uh best of luck and to you sir and your brother trying to get badges for uh comic-con saturday open yeah. reg is the big day
0: it is it's the the hard to get day
1: indeed anything else
0: uh, that's it for me this year this week. Are you sure. Yep. Yeah. And nothing next week. So I will take the reins next week uh and run the uh the, the
1: streaming. Yeah. Well we will <laughs> <That's> too... <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at the usualpodcast.com, dot com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail dot com. And we are on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh thank you for everybody who watches us on Twitch. We love you. Um, you can find me at Darth Pops on Twitter on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio and Google play. Please give us, take the time, give us more positive ratings and give us comments and all that kind of stuff. Help us move up in the, um, internet rankings. You know, you
0: you want to be our next five star rating.
1: Indeed. Uh, patreon.com slash usual podcast. If you want to help us out and you want access to our trailer time, which we do in the beginning of the show every week, uh, in addition to blooper reels and access to the shows, at least a day early, um, a buck or two, an episode to do that for you. And um, it helps us out. It helps us get to uh, conventions, pays our fees and all that kind of stuff, which we love. And thank you to all our patrons who do that. And audibletry.com slash usual podcast. We mentioned earlier in the show, April 11th, the new Thrawn novel comes out. Yes. Um, if you want to really use your uh, free uh, trial On us, uh, efficiently, Efficiently. get a big ass giant book like Game of Thrones or a Brandon Sanderson novel or something like that and really utilize that, um, and go for it. And that gives us 15 bucks, which we love.
0: Yes, it does.
1: Helps us pay for parking at Comic Con. (laughs) Yeah, among other things. Well, look, uh, honestly, it it helps us in a lot of ways. Yes, it does. I'm not gonna say what I buy with that. I'm joking. Anything else, my friend? Trojan Man. Oh my God. (laughs) Seriously. Anyway, we got to get out of here. Thank you to everybody who joined us in the chat room. We love you guys all very much.
0: Make sure you guys have a fun over our break uh, week off.
1: Indeed. We'll see you all in two weeks. Uh, See you all in two weeks. Have a good one. Later. (laughs) Peace. It was weird because I usually say see you all next week. And then it was two weeks. Screwed me up.
0: Yeah, it did.